Ho, 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 and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Ho, 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 I have a machine gun? What? <laughs> Is that how we celebrate Christmas in July, although it's actually still March? Yeah, it's, it is neither Christmas nor July when we record this. And in fact, this episode time was... time for multiple Santa? <laughs> that was a good episode. And in fact, this episode was released April 28th of 2012. Ho, ho, ho. Closer, ho, 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 ho. Yes. Oh, yes, go back in our archives. That was a, that was a Patreon episode? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, a multiple Santa. Yes, holiday episode. Uh, so this is... Uh, this is the ninth episode of Rescue Bots, uh, written by Brian Holfeld, who previously wrote uh, Flobsters on Parade, and will write <gasps> many more it- episodes of Rescue Bots. Good. <laughs> and we open with a heat wave in the Griffin Rock. Mm-hmm. How hot can it possibly get in Maine? I mean, well, we're about to find yes, out. That... Okay. Okay. Fine. There's the thing, because they're complaining it's really hot, it's Maine, it doesn't get that hot, and the mayor's... Like, like 80. <laughs> because because our local cameraman is here, how does he still have a job? <laughs> he's filming the mayor talking to citizens, and he's going to fry an egg on a sidewalk, which is a ridiculous thing, I, saying well, that's been going on for so long. And I actually looked it up. The temperature has to be over 130 degrees... To fry an egg on a surface, it should probably be a lot hotter. Well, this... And it's going to take minutes, and that is higher than the highest recorded temperature on Earth. Does that have to be the ambient temperature? Because the actual temperature of the sidewalk with the sun beating down on it is going to be higher than the ambient temperature. It could be higher, yes, but we're talking about a sidewalk. It is not a material that holds heat extremely well, like, say, the roof of a car. Out of an old car of solid metal. Apparently, you have never walked on the sidewalk with no shoes. Ooh, ooh the burning. Uh, but I, uh, okay, I maybe do I have appreciate. It, but I don't think it's going to get to over like 140 degrees. I do really like the way it starts with him being like, they say it's so hot you can cook an egg on the sidewalk, or can you? <laughs> it's just he's Which, so like, great. Uh... Like, is this MythBusters now? <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I love him. He's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, it, it is It is apparently a very slow news day, because Mayor Lusky is indeed doing this right before a crowd. Yes. And it works. And meanwhile, Cody and Frankie are at an unauthorized lemonade stand. And <laughs> where they're... Frankie is asking for payment in cash, credit, or plutonium. Yes, we bring like put the, like I mean, okay, I can understand the punchline of plutonium in like the eighties, maybe in the nineties with your Captain Planet stuff. But in the the twenty tens, the twenty twelve, <laughs> talking about plutonium, it, it seems out of character. It's like Marty, I need you plutonium. Need it. Listen, she was just inspired by that uh, that stuff her dad got from the Libyans in the eighties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still important, still useful for nuclear devices, nuclear purposes. For small children, like, what is she going to do yes. with the plutonium? Admittedly, she'll probably just give it to her dad, but still, in concept, this show, uh, it's, it's But yes, I also like Chase being concerned that Cody is being made an accessory to an unauthorized lemonade stand. <laughs> Chief, I'm going to have to arrest them. <laughs> I mean, he's getting there. 
But uh, and and more of a concern to the chief is that Chase does not have air conditioning. Does raise um, a lot of questions about does. like climate control and passenger compartments because I guess maybe they and aren't cool like, to have passengers. Well, Chase doesn't seem to know what it control. is because yeah, he that's, didn't yeah. realize that his like, air required conditioning. Like yeah. okay, maybe air conditioner, but the, the, they're robots. You'd think they might have some sort of cooling system for different planets. Like heating systems, but not, I, mean, I guess, I guess they're not used to their passengers needing it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think the idea of why do Transformers have passenger compartments is one of those age-old no-prize questions. So hmm. just leave that there in the history books. So anyway, the uh, this once again... A normal day out in Griffin Rock turns into a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Because somehow this egg catches on fire, which then sets the mayor's chef hat on fire, which then sets the awning above him on fire. <laughs> yes, we, like the temperatures required for that, I didn't bother to look up, but that lot. How? Spontaneous an egg, egg combustion? Combusts. Like everybody in Griffin Rock should be dead. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, they have to extinguish the mayor. And um, his hairpiece. And his hairpiece, of course. R.I.P. His toupee. Again. Still yes. set on fire, stolen by lemurs. Well, he got it back from the lemurs, so it might be the same one, but it's not surviving this incident. It probably smells like lemur now. Uh. Yeah. Or unless that one didn't survive and he had to make the next one out of the lemurs. <laughs> you saw that last no. episode. It's us of the lemurs, Cody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so everybody's very hot. Uh, Cody's goes back to the fire station for ice, and uh, their boulder is discovering the magic of seasons. <laughs> yeah, which I guess they didn't have on Cybertron. Well, Cybertron doesn't really seem to have weather, except for acid uh, rain. Acid rain caused by uh, Decepticons. Yes. I mean, and that does again, kind of seem like a whole thing that we've discussed previously about the climate of Cybertron, or possible lack thereof, or atmosphere, or who knows. And Blades is unhelpful on the matter of this, because he doesn't even understand how hot dogs aren't pets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most cinnamon roll. Nothing on this planet makes sense. Hot dog, but it's not a pet. Aw, uh, he's so good. So so Cody is not quite able to convey the concept of snow, but then decides he has a terrible idea and heads off to Doc Green. Which is what you do. A wonderful, terrible, horrible idea, and then he climbs up to his mountain retreat to consult. Well, this is not in his, in his mountain retreat. This is uh, the Hall of Inspiration, where we see, once again, that holographic Chester A. Arthur. Oh, right, yeah. It was a different one. <laughs> yes. And it turns out they've got a back room, the BLF room, which does not, in fact, stand for bacon, lettuce, and fish, but the best-left-forgotten room. 
Oh, bacon lettuce. <laughs> I have some fish left over. I think I know what I'm doing for lunch tomorrow. Because mm. of course there's a weather machine. Why would this island not have a weather machine? Like, well, don't forget. It's ridiculous. Don't forget there's also a perpetual motion lamp, which does not work. Well, it, it <laughs> does, but it's perpetually turning itself off and on, which, you know, yes. it's yes. perpetual, but it's just not useful as a lamp. But yeah, there's, there's this room that's been filled by top men with previous evil scientist mad devices. They have a weather dominator. Well, the crazy thing is, this is only the stuff that is a bad idea. There, in a later episode, we see there's a whole island of even more dangerous stuff. <laughs> All this. This is just best forgotten. It's not best stayed away from. It's it's just. Don't think about bothering to try it. I like yeah. the uh, invisible telephone joke. That was cute. Yes. Yeah, that, that was that was a good one. Which I I feel like he's just making that up. <laughs> he's just yes. messing with them. It's just. I mean, listen. I believe that a man who invented spray-on pants may have also invented an invisible telephone. Yes. Yes. That's fair. I... Oh, maybe they're actually in the DC universe, and he's on a contract with Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's how you oh, I'm that. sorry, um, Diana Prince Industries or something. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, there is an old weather machine there. Um, it is in great condition. Yeah. I kind of yeah. thought this was... Still functional. This was going to tie it into the larger plot, but it was not. Oh. No. Oh. There is a second weather machine that uh, occurs, that turns up later. A second mm. weather dominator? Goodness. Yes. Maybe this was the prototype. So, uh, so yeah, Cody and Dr. Green are very excited about this, but uh, Frankie, uh, let's just say she says relax. (laughs) No. She actually likes the summer and is going down to the creek. Yes. She thinks that maybe we should just enjoy the seasons as they are occurring and not try to weather dominate them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this is this is going to sound strange coming from me, the daughter of um, Griffin Rock's guy. most terrifying scientist. But some, <laughs> yes. you know, perhaps sometimes you don't have to meddle in God's domain. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, no, we're going to choose mad science. Just meddle yeah. a little. <laughs> just going to make a little. You're, you know, we're going to set this thing up in the town square. You know, and we're just going to have a nice little Christmas in July. A little, a little very secular Christmas in July. Yes. Because, I don't know, the Greens strike me as a Kwanzaa family. <laughs> yeah, I well, could see I, that. Uh, multi-denominational, they might celebrate all holidays, just so Frank get, Frankie gets a lot of toys. Either that, oh. or uh, Doc Green uh, will not celebrate any uh, any holiday that insists on, that uh, implies the existence of a higher power, and simply has uh, an aluminum pole, like on Festivus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, I could see him I being mean, totally. I mean, he, he could observe the solstice in the sense that it's literally just a celestial event. That it's an, an astronomical event. Well, I he tried like, that once, Frankie, and then I woke up from the high five days later with a bunch of druidic runes etched on my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'm not was... sure what happened exactly, but I'm pretty sure it involved Michael Myers. <laughs> no, it didn't involve Michael Miles because he was in he was in uh, Halloween three plotline, not 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 the regular series. Uh, anyway, or is that the wrong guy? I was confused. No, no, Jeez. no. The, the Michael Myers 
is also involved with druids in Halloween 6, The Revenge oh, of Oh, right, Mike. the Thorn bullshit, yeah. The Curse of Michael Myers. That's the one that has Paul Rudd in it. I thought maybe <laughs> yeah. we we're talking about Michael Myers, the comedian. I mean, that would also maybe be Maybe he's kind of horrendous. Uh, <laughs> our, our, our dark ritual somehow summoned the love guru, Frankie. <laughs> I must exile myself in shame to Griffin Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is a plot from So I Married an Axe Murderer that I had forgotten about. (laughs) A a movie in which the main character's source of income is Beat Poet. Oh, the (laughs) 90s. I thought that was a hobby. That was his job. I think that was his job, but I can't. It's been a while. I feel like I've brought up on this podcast before that the soundtrack actually included some of his poetic readings. Yeah. Because I absolutely had that soundtrack. That that movie kind of rules. It's been a while, but I... Now I I need to be distracted before I go on a tangent about the Angus soundtrack. I thought you were going to talk about how his head is like an orange on a toothpick. Oh, and now he's crying himself to sleep on his giant pillow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back, back to this episode. Um, yes, so uh, take, yeah, it is winter. Well, they, sort of. They take the the weather dominator to the park, cordon off a small area in the park, turn it on so it's yeah, only some snow. producing snow in in this little fenced in area, and it shoots a blue laser into the sky. The Avengers are going you know, to have to show up to destroy this thing at the end of the episode. Perfectly nice and normal. Oh, jeez. We got the Avengers. We got we had Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> also, Cody. I'm pretty sure Henry Cavill was here. Cody mm. gets to learn how politicians work because the Ooh, mayor yeah. starts claiming credit for it and Chase shuts him down. By which I mean he literally turns his PA off and he's like, you know, I don't care if he is the mayor. He won't be lying over my address system. Well, it's, like it's Chase a good, also is learning how politicians work. It, it's a good thing that in 2012 we all learned our lesson about um, politicians with uh, inexplicable hair who uh, tell lies about everything and take credit for things that uh, they weren't responsible for. We, that was a valuable lesson that we all learned and that uh, we never made any mistakes uh, regarding that ever again. Well, you know, those kids haven't made it to voting age yet. Yeah, that's true. So we'll we'll get there. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so so Chase tries to fight the system from within the system, and, and he's a cop. Anyway, um, where were we in the episode? Oh, I have a line about innocent bots talking about the robot devil. Oh, right, because uh, they, 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 so they take them to this back alley where they tested this thing out. So they, the robots have their own little place to play in the snow without being spotted by nosy citizens. I, I will say that while normally I enjoy everything being miserable, uh, any Transformers story involving the, the Cybertronians, like, discovering the wonders of basic Earth concepts like snow just hits me right in the heart. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Hey, Spike, that's a snow fair. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> that that hits me right in the face with the giant snowball. <laughs> Spike, am I drooling properly? <laughs> yeah, so they, they bring up Unicron and... And they also bring Sorry. up Lobbing, the Cybertronian oh, yeah. version of Catch, which we saw yes. in Transformers Prime. Lobbing so, ball, yeah. So they... They they tell heat wave of course is way too cool to be involved with the snow. Uh, Chase 
doesn't quite understand it yet, but he will. Uh, Blades is is thinking it's pretty cool, but Boulder is going to make a snowball. So he's like, okay, Cody's showing him he makes a snowball. And and he's like, okay, and then you, you aim at something and you go, I'm going to hit that. <laughs> and so for the rest of the episode, Boulder, every time he throws a snowball, he goes, I'm going to hit that. And I'm like, I'm going to hit that. <laughs> like that, it's... Ooh. It, 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 I guess, wasn't dirty back then. That's one of those things that has become... I mean, I guess it was still kind of dirty back I, It's been then. eight years. I f- it wasn't as colloquially dirty. I feel it pre- it, it's definitely in an Offspring song, and I'm pretty sure Offspring ceased to exist in the year 2000. I can't... I don't... Like, <laughs> like, like the years went from 99 to 2000, that band just evaporated. I guess maybe, but like, I'm gonna hit that. Pausing for a moment and saying, I'm gonna hit that is just, it, it's a thing. It's definitely a mood. But sadly, I expect he really should have aimed at Heatwave because Heatwave deserved it, but he aimed at something else and missed. And well, what happened was Heatwave then said that he couldn't hit the, the, the backside of Unicron. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we're like, oh, now, I mean, technically, Boulder absolutely did just hit the backside of Unicron. Because we are in the, the aligned continuity. And so long as that snowball hit the Earth, as long as it lands. he absolutely did hit Unicron. <laughs> However, presumably this was not something that the uh, Prime's Autobot crew had briefed the rescue bots on. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't tell them that they're they're living on the robot devil. Yeah, which oh wait God, does, can it, you does that mean that like New England is the backside of Unicron? Yes, is Maine the taint? It's I the mean, devil's asshole. The, maybe that's why all those Stephen King books happen there. Ah, uh, yeah, that, yes. that makes sense. Uh, I uh, vote uh, for uh, don't yes. don't be going up to that pet cemetery there. They say it's built on the robot devil's butthole. <laughs> Anything that comes out, uh, goes in there, maybe coming out, possibly as robot poop. Come out. <laughs> so, Come back strange. strange. So yes, we, we get a, a Unicron name drop here, which was a little startling, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but what is not startling is that this quickly devolves into mortal peril as a poorly aimed snowball from Boulder hits a tree branch, which falls on the weather machine that breaks it, that makes it go out of control. Of course. This was inevitable. And uh, accompanied with Thunder Snow. Actual thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thunder Snow is fun. Yeah, I haven't heard Uh, that. Yes. Whoever could have predicted this would happen. Also my favorite uh, ACDC song. (laughs) Whoever could have predicted this would happen. Well, if nothing went wrong, it wouldn't be an episode. So, yeah, Griffin Rock is quickly plunged into an Arctic nightmare. And they can't fix this thing, so they just have to tow it back to Doc Green's lab. I, I like that the mayor suggests they cover it up, because I feel like the mayor knows a lot about covering things up. Yeah, just just like put, well, uh, like his head. <laughs> I was thinking like his scandals. Oh. I mean, these would all be, like, very PG-rated scandals, though, so, you know. Well, yes. The time that there was a picture of him, like, double-dipping in some sauce he was sharing or something. That's right. I'm sure he's good at covering things up. But yes, covering it up won't do any good because it doesn't interfere with the blue beam. Uh, And, of course, um, K-1 
Cade also has an idea, and that is to hit it with a crowbar. <laughs> yeah. you, no, no, don't hit it. No, 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 no. We, we don't hit it. We don't, we don't borrow it. We take the weather dominator. We take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, maybe you could just try and, like, is there, like, a really cool guy in town who could just hit it and then it would work, like like the Fonz? Hey. Maybe. They need to find that person and he needs to become Dot Green's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Anytime he's got a machine that won't work, he's just like, conk, hey! I think that's absolutely the only reason that Doc and Marty are friends in Back to the Future. <laughs> Possibly. He's clearly Marty's the coolest guy in Hill Valley. The yeah. Fonz. I mean, who else is it going to be? It's not going to be Biff. No. <laughs> he's in a band. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Isn't he like the entire band? Like, who, who else plays well, yes. with him? Of course, he's kind of a they, jerk they at the do. beginning, so maybe he kicked everybody else out of the band. This is entirely possible. Uh, they all they all called him chicken, so he had to kick them all out of the band. Aww. They do check back in on Frankie, who yeah, is and... having a perfectly fine time out on the frozen ice. That I, you see, I I lived up in the far far reaches of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, where the river did freeze over, and I know that there is absolutely a like you have to to give it a while to freeze to the proper amount like the proper thickness you can't just have a layer of ice on top and be like oh we're gonna run around on the ice now Uh, Uh, so i had concerns uh but but yeah they're they're having fun over there on the river so she's fine Uh, for now so you mean so speaking of stephen king you're saying the ice is gonna break (laughs) (laughs) yes i see those people on the ice and i'm like is that ice thick enough like I I worry. I worry about those people on their snowmobiles going across the river. Like, they're going to fall in. They always fall in. You have a couple of them every year. Yeah. Well, especially since, like, snowmobilers, like, they, they have a few favorite Our hobbies. drunken like, idiots. Yes. They, they love to stop off at pancake houses, and they love to drink. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I worry about the thickness of that ice, and that totally may or may not come up later in the episode. So I guess if she falls in, then I guess she'd be down with the thickness. <laughs> no. Ooh, ah, uh, ah, no. ah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Forbidden. Uh, did, were you disturbed by my reference there? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I got that. <laughs> no. Now you've even gotten gotten far enough that David gets it. Anyway, um, the, the snow threatens City Hall. The City Hall of Doom. Yeah, they've all evacuated into City Hall, but then there's too much snow on City Hall, so it just starts to cave in. Everybody has to run away, and they send in, uh, they send in Boulder to hold it up, Atlas style. Yes. Or I guess Samson. They have, Plano, to, the, they have to run no, from the cold. It. They should also get to run from some wolves. I. It, it is a real. Re- <laughs> it, is, it is a regular day after tomorrow here in Griffin Rock. <laughs> yes. Get me Jake Gyllenhaal. I love that movie so much. It's so Uh, bad. Yeah, yes, you're correct. There absolutely is a scene in that movie where they somehow outrun the cold. Yes. Yes, there is. And yeah, also uh, wolves. They just have to fight wolves. I guess they escaped from the zoo. 
they're running from the wolves and then they're running from the cold because the cold catches the wolves. Yeah. Well, how long <laughs> the, is the it cold is what saves them from the there, there might be wolves in the, the New York zoos or something, or they could have come down from upstate New yeah, York. Yeah, that's where they came from. They're, they're... No, they were from the zoo because okay, the earlier in the movie, they show the wolves in the zoo like as there's starting to be weather problems. So you see, there's so many points in that movie Chekhov's where you're wolves. like, this is going to be significant later. <laughs> so you see those wolves and you're like, something's going to happen with those wolves. <laughs> it's just super obvious. Yeah. But yes, so, it's, they're, they're zoo wolves. So, uh, so Cade once again has the great idea of using a giant hairdryer to melt this, uh, this snow. And surprisingly, Doc Green does not have a giant uh, hairdryer. Yeah, like, what? it's a crazy idea, but on this island, there should be a giant hairdryer somewhere in storage. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just like a whole warehouse full of, like, giant dick sprang Batman props. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, well, we've already seen a robot dinosaur, so, robot T-Rex. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. There's a just, giant just penny, a big penny somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, it did remind me that when I was uh, when I was like a teenager in the in the nineties, there was a mall here that had the roof collapse from too much snow one time, and I'm like, hey, that's a thing that actually happens. I'm yeah. sure it happened to the uh, happened to the Minnesota Vikings stadium a couple years ago. R.I.P. and peace, Potomac Mills food court roof. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, the you maniacs, you did it! The Sabaro, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, good because yeah. they have bad the Long John Silvers. <laughs> Where am I going to get food poisoning now? At home. <laughs> anyway, so instead, the answer is to totally forget how helicopters work. Oh yes, this annoyed the heck out of me. I mean, like the, the show, like skirts. Hey, Blake was very excited fun. because he kids, didn't know but... he could do that either. He was now, very and, excited. But, it was a lot but, of fun. He's a good boy. Like this, this, this is teaching the wrong thing about how helicopters work. The entire well, point of the chances chance of blade, someone's just gonna get in a helicopter and be like, "I should be able to fly upside down and blow snow off of things." <laughs> uh, helicopters uh, do not work that way. Good night. The entire point <laughs> of the, of blades, blades, is it pushes the air down. So when you turn it upside down, it's pushing the air up. And it does nothing. Well, it, can, it would just crash him into the so... roof. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Like if he'd flown over it normally, really low, okay, that'd do something. Just say he's extra strong, and it pushes the snow out of the way, upside down. Why? <laughs> uh, that was infuriating. Because uh. reasons. Yeah, so anyway, Doc Green has re- has fixed this weather machine. And now the winter storm has ended, which is unfortunately now bad news for Frankie. Because, indeed, the ice is going to break. <laughs> and yep. she is heading once more towards the Grivenwalk waterfall on an ice flow. Again, there are so, it's not the same waterfall from last episode. There are more waterfalls all over this island. There certainly are. I mean, and, some places have a lot of waterfalls. Places with mountains. I mean, probably not a lot of islands. That's a good yeah, point. I, yeah, it's a small island. It's not like like if it was near Niagara Falls in Maine somewhere. Okay, Niagara Falls isn't really in Maine. You, you get my point. By one of the Great Lakes. But no, this is just an island. I don't think it's an island in a lake. Plus it's a small... Yeah, oh, I just... 
<laughs> trying to think about it. Yeah, no, yeah they've just been in like Lake Champlain the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Ooh, Lake Champlain is actually rather nice. Been there uh, a long time. Long time. But unfortunately, they the obvious uh, solution here is to get Blades again. But Blades is like frozen solid Ooh. at the Aww. moment. His rotors are all frozen up. So they need to put a blanket over him. So instead, it once more comes down to Boulder's snowball skills. So once again, he uses it to knock a tree branch down, but this time, it's one that Frankie can grab onto and not plummet off a waterfall. Yay! I'm gonna hit hit that. that (laughs) And meanwhile, Chase has has discovered the true meaning of Christmas and is making snow angels. His laughter (laughs) is terrifying! Oh yeah, it's just... Such a weird laugh. Terrifying. <laughs> and then, yeah, we we all cut back. You know, the day is saved. The snow's all gone. Boulder is finally understands that you can't just pick what season you want to be in. The Boulder says that the the winter will be here when once once you're ready, once everyone's ready for it, or once we're ready for it. I'm like, the winter does not care if you are ready for it. Well, I mean, I guess you're ready in the sense that you know it's December, and you figure there's going to be winter. I mean, admittedly, somewhere around late August, you're usually like, I am so fucking ready for winter. Winter is coming. Bring it on. So that's fair. (laughs) Winter does not care if you are ready for it. Listen, I've had three months of swamp as I am ready for some uh, some snow. (laughs) Yes. So, So yes, winter comes when it is time for... Someone needs to just take him to, like... Because it's not like... The seasons are a mysterious force, and I feel like being not from this planet, they would have a very good perspective on, like, planetary rotation and, and like, distance from the sun and tilt and things like that. And like, this absolutely... It should be easier to explain. They're making it seem a lot more mysterious to them than it is. Yeah, There should be, a, like, a two-minute scene where Doc Green has a globe and a flashlight and is explaining all this. Yes, something, like, like it's not that mysterious, and it doesn't care if you are ready for it. It is weird because, like, it makes some sense if they've been on Cybertron their entire lives, but they were sent out in a rocket into space to do something, so they should have been prepared for other planets to a degree and weather. Maybe should they have never actually that. got there, though. Well, yeah, but, yeah, no, but they should have been prepared before they launched, like, unless they were going to land and there was going to be a presentation then about this is what seasons are like on some planets that have them. Yeah, this 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 wasn't on the in-flight brochure. <laughs> Aww. Yes. Uh, and meanwhile, um, Heat Wave is, like, punching a log sparring dummy. <laughs> Just yeah. punching things. Look, they had to give him that so he didn't just go around punching the others. He is definitely listening to like a Joe Rogan's podcast while doing that. Oh no, yes. no! I was I was imagining him listening to Lincoln Park or something while doing that. Oh, Lincoln Park would definitely be Transformers appropriate. He yeah. loves Lincoln Park so much. Or listening to the theme song, which is trying to be Lincoln Park. It's. I wouldn't say the theme song is trying to be Lincoln Park. Not successfully, no, but it, it, it similar genre. I anyway. I don't know about that. Although, boy, rescue bots if like a, a random white guy start rapping in the middle of it. <laughs> it's almost rap at one point. Maybe Not actually, I, 
it, it's definitely not new metal. Well, no, because I'm not sure what genres of music even are anymore. Everything's all messed up and higgledy-piggledy, and they barely mean anything to begin with. And most bands that you think define a genre say, no, we're not that genre. It's, well, that's that's because nobody wants to be new metal. Well, yes. <laughs> not anymore. Anyway, Cody has kept a freezer full of snowballs, and he and Boulder hit Heatwave with them. Because Yay! LOL Heatwave. <laughs> he deserves it. Chill out. Yes, and uh, that, that is Christmas in July. Um, it doesn't quite hit the beats of a Christmas episode. Be- no. And I generally love Christmas episodes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really try to be a Christmas episode. It's just a weather dominator episode. Yeah, yeah but it, the problem is it, it's called Christmas in July. It should have been like Snowstorm in July or something. Putting Christmas mm. in the title like is false advertising. It, and the show it later creates, does have it, a Christmas episode. Oh, good. Sort it of. sets expectations that are not met, is what you're saying. Yeah. At the very Although, least, the mayor should have been in a Santa suit at some point in the episode. Although yeah, I, like when he was lying and Chase had to cut him off. Yeah. But then they would have had to do a new design for him. Well, they, had a, they designed a chef's hat. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we don't get that until episode forty-six, "The Riders of Midwinter." Oh, that's that's long way off. <sighs> Riders of Midwinter. Oh, that that's a good title for a metal album. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm pretty sure they that is do a it. Cover of um, uh, oh, what, what is it in the Snow Dogs? Crap, I forget the name of the song. Oh, Bitor and the Snow Dog. Yes. The, uh, the the Rush classic that they named after the two dogs, they're, they're one of their roadies owned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because uh, I care for you both so much, I'm not going to sing it. Okay. That's the, it's early Rush, I cannot hit those uh, Getty Lee octaves. Yeah, it's really no, high. It's, it's better not to try. Uh, that's like peak Getty Lee high pitch. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> third album or something. It's real early. Second, I think it's on Fly yeah. By Night. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go back and check. It. Well, anyway, we're not a Rush podcast. There are enough of them, are there? <laughs> and yet, some, and yet, somehow, not enough. There's at least four. Wow. People, I mean, nerds love Rush. He oh. says, well, as a nerd who also loves Rush. I suppose that's fair. And nerds uh, do love to make podcasts. Exactly. Yep. Uh, it's the same reason there's so many D&D podcasts. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. R. Neil Peart, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, so, yeah, this is, this is you know, okay, Rescue Bots. It's not my favorite. I, I like the peril to be a little more creative. I mean, last, a couple episodes ago, we had the insane lemur escape. Yeah, this, this is just a weather dominator episode that happens because which i don't know a weather dominator episode is always good always fun i mean hell that there was a weather dominator episode in qq sentai gogo 5 a few episodes ago where it was just a monster that created a ring of burning ring of fire that also cooled things and, and it was a thematic fitting to this but they didn't so that up. seems we like did. a good segue to uh david's tokusatsu corner yay yes. back on qq5 uh, whatever gogo 5 uh, this week, Stolen Power, um, 
Uh, to bring up David Wise again this week, th- this feels like an episode that was written for a different series and reused here. Because the, the plot of the series is, it's a Pink Ranger episode, but there's a monster that can, like, steal energy like it sucks the power of gas out of cars and a gas station to create crystals. And it sucks By the power out- of gas, do you mean gasoline? Yes, it, like, it, it empties a car and the car has no more energy and just stops. And he has a crystal. It, it, it's whatever. So somehow he steals <laughs> the power. That's just that's siphoning the gas out of the tank. Yes, but they just crazy. I can like, do that with an aquarium tube. <laughs> it somehow sucks the power to transform into a ranger out of the pink ranger. So it's an episode about her where her power's taken away. Uh-huh. Not a good plot idea. But the problem with that is that the rangers in this show, they have these, like, their power hazmat suits that they're made by science. Mm-hmm. She still has her morpher thing on her wrist, and yet she still can't transform. How did he take the energy away from a science thing? This is like it was sucking power out of a magical ability, but in a science-based show, so it doesn't make sense. Especially since another, like a fellow but- nurse who'd like had her leg injured and is in a wheelchair and whatever story she takes over more of the plot than the pink ranger actually does gets the crystal and she become she has the power to be a ranger but she doesn't have the hazmat suit to turn into an actual ranger she could just walk again because of the crystal and at the end of the episode like they switch back they make another it's it's so but, feels but David, like hmm? David gasoline is not magic it's just gasoline I know cars I'm do not run cars the, do not turn gasoline into magic the writing in this episode is bad and it feels like it was written for a different series and just reused here and it doesn't really fit okay the, the uh, and oh it, it's just weird the, the only interesting thing is that the the other nurse the, the one that gets the strength to be as strong as a ranger but can't tr- whatever she's actually a suit actor from a different series so she's like a stunt woman so I was like, oh, that was neat. She gets to be on camera for once. Mm-hmm. Although then I found out, like, one of the characters she was the suit actor for is from Car Ranger, which is a show I have on DVD, but I haven't actually gotten around to watching to. But she plays their um their mentor figure in that show is an alien that gives them their powers. But he's an annoying child who looks like a giant pink Yoda with small ears and in the very first episode he manages to con the power rangers into taking the power and defeating the bad guys by pretending to be dead and then at the episode he's just jumping for joy he's like you were dead no i was just fucking with you so i hate that (laughs) character which is part of the reason i haven't actually gotten around to watching that show yet anyway it's the most interesting thing about the the episode actually is the design of the monster because it's called what is it uh, Vampira, which okay that's not an inventive name, but it has like a mask that looks like the Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> so that was cool. Now I'm just, now I'm just thinking about Ed Wood. What, what does he have to do with Phantom of the Paradise? No, uh, Vampira. That was the uh, oh like- right, yeah. Talking about how much white zombie sucks on our TV show. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, that does it. Uh, That does it for Christmas in July. We'll be back uh, next week with more exciting Rescue Bots adventures. 
Uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting fees and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, this week, we are doing one of David Wise's episodes of He-Man. Uh, and, and as always, you get to hear some of us explain to others of us what exactly a He-Man is uh, and who these masters of the universe are, by which I mean those questions are not really answered at all. Who are these masters of the universe? What's the deal with this Skeletor? He's uh, <laughs> he's not a skeleton. He's just got the skull. He should be Skulltor. <laughs> no. Who are these blue people? <laughs> we'll we'll have movies to talk about again someday. Well, in fact, we will have a movie to talk about next week, as uh, we're going to need a bigger podcast when we find ourselves in deep trouble. Wait, is this, <laughs> oh, is this no. a sequel to Deep Impact? I still need to see that show. No, actually, the episode is uh, heavily references Jaws. Oh! Uh-huh. oh okay. Which small children should not have seen. It's not know, that Jaws scary. Is, no. Jaws is, is more tension than actual violence and stuff. Although, like, there's the implications that a a shark did, yes, eat a small child. And you do see that guy's severed head. Yeah, that's... I... Yeah, that that, that might be a bit much, but... A bit of a jump scare. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, uh... So, until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. This should be much shorter. Yes. Oh, <laughs> don't say it. Oh, don't you jinxed say it. it. You jinxed it. What? I don't really care. I still have to edit 40 minutes of the last episode. It's 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 like the bye-bye man, David. You've said it. And now you, and you've thought it. And now Doug Jones is going to come and I don't take all our eyeballs or something or whatever happens no. in that movie. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Oh no, wait. I have to be looking in a mirror for that, right? Yeah, yeah. besides, come on. We've already we've already yeah, we've already done uh Transformers Prime. So we've already summoned Tony Todd. Yes. Yes. Oh, and he's actually going to be in the new movie. Oh, I might go see the new movie if if we're ever allowed in theaters again. Yeah, let's hope we by Halloween not. things are okay. I hope so. I I, I too would like to uh, to be their victim. <laughs> uh, damn it! Why'd you have to mention Power Girl? And I had to look it up, and now I'm just scrolling through pictures of Power Girl I, again. Y- y- Pervizoid. Uh, we got a show to do. And I don't even boobs. I don't even like blondes, but I don't know. Power Girl's just interesting. Oh, I, Probably because the the Amanda Connor boob window really good. Yeah, I was about to say yeah because of the, I think I can complete the sentence. <laughs> I mean, I got it. It's a it's a wonderful of horrible tits. outfit design. Yes, yes, it does help. Any okay? Close that tab. Yeah, let's go. <sighs> All right. <laughs>